Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our words for this morning, for the sermon, are taken from the Gospel reading, the words of Jesus, I am the way and the truth and the life. These words were Jesus' reply to Thomas. He had been speaking to the disciples to comfort them, telling them not to be troubled in their hearts about the dreadful things that were about to begin happening. I go to prepare a place for you, he said, a dwelling in my Father's house, and you know the way to where I am going to do this. Thomas then said, but we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? One of the commentators, C.K. Barrett, has called Thomas a dull disciple. He didn't always get the point. In a later episode, we see how the other disciples make a happy announcement to, to Thomas about the risen Lord, and he argues with the disciples. And here the Lord makes a statement that was intended to be for his comfort, and he argues with the Lord. Both times, Jesus gently speaks to him to enlighten him. And each time, the other disciples are there to observe the encounter and to hear the words of Jesus. And in fact, they need to hear those words too, as we all do. Here, Jesus tells Thomas and all of them what he, what he meant, which amounts to something like this. You do know the way because you've been told it in my words. You have heard me say that I have come to give my life as a ransom for many, that I will be killed by wicked men, and then I will rise again and will live, and that the Father has sent me, and I am the Son of the Father, and many other words. But you're not recalling those words right now. And the full meaning of them has not yet dawned upon you, but it will in time. It will. For now, know that I am the way to the Father and to everlasting dwelling in his house. I have heard that there is a great house in Italy, or maybe it's a church, in which a there's a magnificent painting on the ceiling. But if you try to gaze up at that for a long time and take it all in, it, uh, it makes your neck stiff and it makes your head begin to ache. And so a mirror has been put in the floor and you can look in the mirror and study the painting. Now Jesus is like that. Jesus is the mirror in which we can see the Father and his will toward us. In the life of Jesus, 
we see the love of the Father, forgiving sinners, showing mercy, giving life and healing, gathering disciples and speaking to them as a friend as well as their teacher and Lord. That shows us what the Father wants to be to us. Jesus is the mirror in which we see the Father sending his Son to be the Savior of the world from sin. Sin is damnable in God's eyes. It excludes from the Father's presence. It shuts the transgressor out from the Father's house unless a cleansing forgiveness takes place. The Father himself has provided for that through his beloved Son. And the only way to divine acceptance is Jesus, suffering and dying as the, the substitute for sinners, and then living and being raised uh, to, give us, to give us a room and a dwelling place in the Father's house. He is the only way. No one comes to the Father but by him. He is the truth by which we are saved uh, through uh, faith. He is the life, delivering from everlasting death and uh, bringing us abundant and joyful life forever. If you know Jesus, you know the way to the Father. And to those of you that have now received calls this week, I have only this advice for this morning. Be a workman to lead people, if you can, to know Jesus. Many, of course, don't know him. And some, even in your pews, don't know him. They, they may know many words about him, but they don't know him. They don't have a living knowledge of him in their hearts as their Savior and Redeemer. You may have heard the story of the newly ordained pastor um, whose initial sermons were very eloquent and sometimes lively commentaries on the issues of the day, but he didn't have a clue that his hearers weren't getting anything nourishing out of his preaching. One of the, the wiser folks in the congregation saw what the problem was. And one day, uh, he found a note on the pulpit that uh, just had John 12, 23 written on it. John 12, 23. I thought some of you would be looking that up in, your, in, the, in, in the Bible, but you're not. But uh, at any, I'll just tell you what it says. It gives the words of the Greeks we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Everyone needs that. And let's try to make it happen. Amen.